Hi everyone, it's, um, it's great to see you all. Um, over the past few months it's become a bit of a ritual at, at the end of the week or perhaps the Sunday evening is the beginning of the new week depending on how you see it. For me it's, it's the end of the week, the end of the weekend. Um, it's, I'm in the Netherlands, it's 10 o'clock in the evening now. And I like to have this small group together. No guests, no interviews, um, no Q&A sessions. There's a chat function, though, if you if you like to ask something or, or comment. Um, I remember when I did this the first time, I had this idea of doing four podcasts per week, and I had plans for all the other varieties. So I had um, interviews, and I had other people with whom I'm, I'm doing the podcast. But then I, I struggled a bit with podcast number four and I simply had no idea how to do it I didn't want uh, to have other people to commit themselves to to join me every Sunday uh, because it's weekends people have their their family things um, I, for the same reason I didn't want to interview somebody so I thought what can I do on on the Sunday um, just sitting alone and talking in a microphone um, I found that's really scary, to be honest, as I said before. And to compensate for that, I kind of over-organized it. And I created a kind of news bulletin where I put all kinds of news flashes together and started reading those. And that must have been horrible to listen to. And it was equally horrible to produce. So after two tries, I just let go of that idea and I left the Sundays for the Sundays that they were and just enjoyed my free time. And only after a while, I, I picked this up sometime later. And by now, it's become a kind of saying hi to friends and, and catch up. And that's why I like it, that this group is so steady. And, um, and I, yeah, I'd like to thank you for your loyalty. And it um, it's, it's nice to kind of end the weekends by... Um, having this group and say hello and just say whatever is in my mind. So um, let's see where we are. Um, where did I leave you a week ago? I'd then just been in New York City. Uh, I went back to Ottawa where there was no electricity and no Wi-Fi and that all resulted in quite a big backlog of work uh, that I'm still struggling with. And then the travel and the jet lag didn't help either. And um, so... Then on top of that, coming back to your home country after having been away for half a year, that always means a lot of extra things that need to be taken care of, from from the repair of your car to tax uh, issues and all kinds of other things that need to be taken care of. So, And then also a few days ago, I went to Brussels. Um, I'm the policy director of the Environment and Development Resource Center, which is um, a small think tank. Uh, that has been established, I think now, more than 20 years ago. Um, I joined in 2016. And, of course, I needed some time with uh, my counterpart in Brussels uh, to see where we where we are, because during the pandemic we didn't see much of each other. And we only had um, contacts uh, in Zoom and Skype calls. Um, and I also, uh, while we're in Brussels, was the same... Uh, Environment and Development Resource Center, um, we had a meeting um, with about, I think about 60 people subscribed on the relevance for NATO uh, of the impact of climate change on security, which is typically one of the issues that 
I've worked a lot on and where EDRC has worked on a lot. Um, and you can imagine that when climate change increases, this impact will also increase. And it's complex um, because there's all, there's all those other security issues at the moment. So that was Brussels on day one. But then on day two, since I it got late and I stayed in Brussels, I had a bit of time uh, for culture. So I went to the Horta house, um, the amazing house created by uh, the architect Horta, uh, who has made beautiful Jugendstil houses and, and offices all over uh, Brussels. And his own house that he created, I think in about 1903, if I remember, is just one big, fantastic uh, Jugendstil Art Nouveau uh, piece that if you are from Brussels, you have to see it. I'd, I'd been there before, but that was years ago. Um, I saw that I was not too far away, so I, um, I, I went there. Um, I might write about it soon, so you can you can see some pictures of it. Um, and then I still had some time left, so I also went to the Magritte uh, Museum. I don't think I'm a I'm big fan of Jugendstil. I don't think I'm such a big fan of Magritte, to be honest. But I um, I think his work is really interesting, and so it was was interesting to see um, his his surrealist uh, paintings and and to read about uh, his life. And I didn't know too much about it. So I thought that was uh, fun to do. And then I went back home. Um, so how do I do that? I'm trying to be environmentally friendly, but also to be efficient. If I go with public transport from my house here to Brussels, it takes me ages until I'm really connected to a good railway uh, net. So what I did with my 24 yes 24 year old car i have it already for 24 years i bought it in 1998 it still drives i drove to the railway station and then the rest i do by train uh, and uh, that's also the other way around i uh, i came back um, parking the car was more expensive than the train tickets which i think is amazing why would i pay so much money for that anyway that is the economy of travel um what else do we have today? It is World Environment Day. Um, uh, the day started for me that I was just drinking my morning coffee. And then I got, uh, thanks for the coffees, by the way, from uh, some of you. Um, I love to buy me a coffee program. I think about you every time I order a coffee somewhere. And then I got an SMS, uh, a WhatsApp message uh, from TRT. TRT is, as, as most of you will know, is the the kind of, let's say, the Turkish uh, variety of CNN. Uh, it's broadcasting worldwide, and um, I'm often, often the one they ask for all kinds of environmental things. They reminded me that this was World Environment Day, and they wanted to interview me. And so I will, um, as soon as I get hold of the interview, I will um, send it out on Twitter. I believe it is available by now. It was very short. It's, it's often something like five minutes or so. Um, and they never tell you in advance what to expect. So in this case, they started with Australia uh, just before I came on air, uh, where finally Scott Morrison is, is gone and there's now a new uh, government led by Labour. Um, uh, the government has been very clear that they uh, want to forget as soon as possible the past nine years where um, Australia was um, had a terrible reputation in the field of climate change. 
um, this government really wants to pick it up seriously and they already have, have shown in quite a few ways that they're willing to do so. So that is a really, really good development for a country that's a major coal exporter. Um, so then, so I reacted to that and then I got the question that um, uh, whether I wanted to abolish capitalism, um, which I do, I'm, I'm never the radical, so I said that if the alternative is communism, that you only have to look at former Soviet Union uh, countries to see what an absolute mess it's there in the environmental field, um, so that that's not an option either. But if you want to uh, to have a, a market-less economy, you do need strong governance uh, to uh, to bring in the checks and balances uh, that you won't have if it's just uh, absolutely uh, the most... Uh, liberal form of capitalism, liberal is not right, or a libertarian, let's say, uh, form of uh, capitalism, uh, then uh, there's nobody that takes care of the environment. And for that, uh, you need strong governance. And because the environment is getting worse and is getting more important, we basically need more governance and not less. So um, I'll, I'll share that as well. And something else that I will share, but it might take a few days, is um, a long walk I did afterwards. We had rain the whole day, but suddenly at about five or six in, in, in the evening, I saw a window that, uh, looking on the, on the rain radar, uh, that there will be a window of a few hours without rain. So I walked, I walked uh, 13 kilometers. I saw my, uh, my app. Um, and where did I go to? I walked to... Uh, a place where I often walk to if I'm if I'm here and if I don't feel like going into the dunes, um, which maybe not the best place if there's the potential for thunderstorms. Um, so I walk to uh, a tower that's called Plompetore. I have no idea how to translate plomp. Uh, it means like that's it's it doesn't have a a, a very steep uh, top. The top is flat. Um, so what is the Plompatore? And I will share, I did share a picture actually on, um, uh, I I'm not sure if you can see it while you listen to the app, but actually the, the tower that you see, or later when I publish it, the tower that you see, that is a former church tower. It was the church of a village that was on that place. It's called Koudekerke, um, meaning called church, which is quite literal because the church itself, and and the whole village is now being drowned in the water. Um, that happened already uh, around the year, by the year 1700, the whole village was already washed away. So what people were doing when they were doing more and more agriculture, they started to um, uh, lower the water level uh, where where they were growing their, their wheat and everything. They were longing it either to uh, to have a bit more land, a bit more higher land, and also because they pumped up the water because they wanted the fresh water for themselves. Now what happens is that if the water level level lowers, you get a reaction with oxygen um, of, the, of the kind of peatland ground that you have, and then it starts to, um, I don't know the words in English, it, 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 uh, it, it tightens together and therefore has less... Uh, volume, so it becomes lower. So the land became lower and lower, 
uh, the sea wasn't rising yet, but just as the land gets lower, the sea takes their their um, their their place. So there were, there were about twelve villages that we lost that way. If you now look at the shape of the island where I live, you see that on the south side, a complete like a huge bite has been taken out of it, and all that land was was lost. And where did the sand go? Because it's basically a river that that is the 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 end of a river that flows west uh, south of our island so all that land that was washed away was then um, washed to the west um, to um, a village that's called western schouwen and western schouwen is now there's no harbor um, it's a sleepy touristy place it's even more sleepy than my own village and that says something and on western schouwen uh, for those that follow me longer on Twitter and on um, Instagram, uh, that's where I often take the pictures of the of the sunset. But there used to be there was a village that was uh, doing really well. It was it was trading with France. There were ships going up and down to England. There was it was trading and fishing and a lot of things were happening. But all that sand uh, washed into that harbor and the economy of that uh, that village of Westerschouwen went completely down and until tourism discovered the island only in, in the late 1950s basically there was a little bit of tourism earlier but there was a different village um, it was a really really poor place and only in, in the past 70 years or so it was slowly uh, coming back and that all because it didn't have a harbor anymore and if you look on the history of these islands in the province of Zealand, we got a handful of islands, we got, I don't know, about 12 or 15 islands here. It depends a bit on how you count. If you count the smaller ones, we even have much more. But if you look at the history of these islands, it is always the theme that uh, the harbor was, um, was not functioning anymore. And if the harbor remained open, then the towns were thriving. And as soon as there came too much sand and there was not enough uh, depth for the ships anymore, uh, the economy just uh, just ended. So um, yeah, so th so that is um, on 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 the economy, but yeah, still on on the on this plompetore, uh, on this tower that uh, uh, that that you may see on the picture. Um, there's a story about uh, how they lost the village. Um, the, 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 the story goes that uh, the fishermen of the village, they had caught a mermaid in their nets. Um, so they took her up in, in the ship. And then the, uh, the husband of the mermaid, and I have no idea what that is called in English. Is that a merman? I have no idea. If the one is a mate, the other is a man. Let's, let's call it a merman got really angry and then um, uh, cursed the village and said to the village, you will be so sorry for having called my wife. And then uh, the next uh, year, a huge storm came and uh, the whole village was washed away. Um, beautiful story. There's quite a few varieties also in different uh, different villages uh, along the along the coastline in, in this region. And you see, if you go to the... Uh, the town of Sirikse, which is uh, the main city on the island, city is a bit 
much for there's just 10,000 people living there. Um, but it used to be a very important city in, in the 16th century. And um, if you look at their... Um, ah, again, I'm struggling with my English. The, the coat of arms, I mean, the coat of arms of the city. You see the interesting thing that you see a mermaid uh, as well as uh, next to the mermaid, uh, you see a, um, a merman or whatever it's, uh, it's called. Um, and um, so that is um, uh, something on the town. I see uh, a comment here. I hope we can talk. Yeah, um, I do four podcasts a week. This is the only one where I try uh, not to uh, not to get into all kinds of conversations. As I said in the in the beginning and in, in previous ones, this is a bit of a different form than we normally do. But um, but please write. Or join tomorrow. Um, I'll be I'll be back here. So um, yeah. So that's on 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 the history of this uh, this village. Um, so far, these were just um, just a few thoughts. Um, I had a bit more. I got I kind of lost it a little bit when suddenly I saw text coming up. Um, but um, yeah, so far so good. I'm still on this very long trip. 127 days uh, I'll be away from Ottawa I'm still really at the beginning I'm not really sure what will happen in the coming week um, I had plans uh, to go um, to another place in the Netherlands to do walking but I'm so far behind with my work uh, that I've that I simply know no time to go there so I'll, I'll, I'll stay in, the, in this village um, and I'm not really sure whether or not I got a work uh, engagement uh, early next week. Um, so it depends a bit on there uh, what, what my plans are. Um, for tomorrow, um, I have, as you know, normally uh, the show uh, together with uh, Vanessa Champion. Um, she unfortunately can't make it tomorrow. Uh, I'll do it alone because we had already decided what we wanted to talk about. So I'll just... Uh, I can talk about it tomorrow, and uh, please join with questions and comments, etc. We'll do it in the normal form. Um, uh, later this week, I will uh, most likely also be there with Alastair Doyle, and I'll keep you informed on um, on all the other ones. Um, I see comments from Evelyn. She loves the mermaid story. Plompatore is fascinating. Uh, it looks like a great, a great place for a walk. Yes, it was uh, a lovely walk. I made a video, some of you may have seen the video that I made of uh, Central Park, where I walked, where you see it kind of from a, from a kind of bird's eye view, uh, the kind of walk. Uh, I made one like this uh, from this walk as well. Um, I'll post that, I don't know, today, tomorrow, day after tomorrow, one of these days. Um, I will post that once I got all my work a bit better organized. Um, that's it for today. Um, thanks so much for joining. If you have ideas how to do this better on the Sunday, how to do it differently, um, what you do like, what you don't like, uh, just just drop me a mail. Easiest is always a direct message on Twitter, I think, without any exception, all of you. Uh, I know from Twitter as well. So just uh, just drop me a message if you like this or not, etc. Um, and with that, I wish you in Europe uh, a beautiful rest of the Sunday evening. And for those in the United States, I just uh, 
wish you a very nice uh, rest of the Sunday. And I hope to see you all back tomorrow, uh, the usual time. Uh, in um, uh, And it will be pop music. Last time, I promise. It's uh, we're, we're not going to specialize in pop music. But this is the very last time we'll do that. Thanks so much, guys. And um, hope to see you soon. Bye-bye.